You know, if we've been studying the book of Romans, um, as you know, when I go through the book of Romans in a study like that, my messages are normally very scripted. I want to make sure I don't leave anything out. Um, but a funny thing happened on the way to the message yesterday in the morning. And this is what happened. The Lord told me to take the message and put it in the trash can. And he gave me a different message. And he gave me a message that I believe is the message we need to hear this morning. It's the story of life out of death. Not just from the Holocaust to the creation of Israel, but I believe it's a story of spiritual life from spiritual death. So this is going to be extemporaneous this morning. Sometimes that's better than when it's written down. So turn with me, please, if you have your scriptures or your cell phones or your smartphones, or if you've memorized the entirety of Tanakh, please turn with me to chapter 37 of the book of Ezekiel. Chapter 37 of the book of Ezekiel. And this is what we're going to be talking about. Death, extent, Dilemma, promise, testimony, and new life. Death, extent, dilemma, promise, testimony, and new life. Ezekiel 37, beginning in verse 1. The hand of the Lord came upon me and brought me out in the spirit of the Lord. And set me down in the midst of the valley, and it was full of bones. Please understand the scriptural picture that is being described here. It's a picture of death. It's a vast valley, most likely a desert. And in that desert is nothing but bones. Dear ones, bones represent death. They do not represent life. Verse 2, then he, this is the spirit of the Lord, caused me to pass by them all around and behold, there were very many in the open valley and indeed they were very dry. That is the extent to which death is described here. Not just bones, very many bones and not just dry bones, very dry bones. This is a picture of ultimate death in a place where there is no life. Now, I can only imagine if you went out to Death Valley and you came across some bones, two things would have happened to those bones. One, they would have petrified, in which case they're pretty dead. Or second, they would have disintegrated. In which case, also, they're pretty dead. But these were not just bones. These were a lot of bones. And they weren't just dead. They were very dead. Very dry. Very petrified. Which brings us to the dilemma. Verse 3. And he said to me, Son of man, can these bones live? 
can life come out of death? And I love Ezekiel's answers. Uh, I don't know, God, you know. (laughs) You know, there's lots of places in Scripture, you know, sometimes you wish you were back there. This is not one of those places. For the Lord to look at you and show you a picture of ultimate, terrible death and ask you if life can come out of that death. That's the dilemma. That was the dilemma for Israel, as we'll find out. But dear ones, that's also the dilemma for all of us who are born, period. Because we are born with death in us. Scripture is very clear that when Adam sinned, all mankind sinned. But from the dilemma... We come to the promise. Verse 4. Again, he said to me, prophesy to these bones and say to them, O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Hear the word of the Lord. Sometimes I think we forget that literally hearing the word of the Lord brings healing. Literally, healing, hearing the word of the Lord can bring life out of death. And in the Scripture, very often when it's translated in the Hebrew Scriptures, the word promise, what it really is is devar Adonai, the word of the Lord, because His word is promise. He tells Ezekiel to prophesy to dead bones and to tell them to hear the word of the Lord. Oh, you're not getting it yet, are you? The word of the Lord can penetrate not just deaf ears, but dead ears. And then we come to the testimony. Verses 5 and 6. Thus says the Lord God to these bones. Ezekiel 36 and 37 are pretty amazing chapters. I mean, first of all, he has Ezekiel prophesy to land the hills, the mountains, the valleys, the streams, right? Then he has him prophesy to the nations all around Israel. Then he has him here prophesying to bones. Later on in the chapter, he's prophesying to the rest of the world. The point is God's voice can penetrate anything. Here's the testimony. Thus says the Lord God to these bones, surely, not surely, surely, amen, I will cause breath to enter into you and you shall live. I will cause breath to enter you and you shall live. Dear ones, true life requires the breath of God. If you don't believe me, go back to Bereshit. When God breathed, is breath into the nostrils of Adam, of mankind, and he became a nefesh chaya, a living soul. And God says he's going to breathe life into these dry bones. I will cause breath to enter into you, and you shall live. That's the promise. I will, you shall. And then he talks about the process of what's going to go on with these bones. And I love it. He starts out, I will. I'll put sinews on you. 
By the way, that's what connects bone to bone. I will bring flesh upon you. That's what covers the sinew and the bone. I will cover you with skin. That's the outer layer. And put breath in you and you shall live. Then you shall know that I am the Lord. The New Testament says clearly the Jew seeks a sign. Here's a sign for the bones. When you stand up and live with the breath of life in you, then you'll know that I am who I say I am. And dear ones, when he breathes life into us, we should also know at that time that he is who he says he is. The problem is some of us don't act like it. Some of us treat God like a holy vending machine. That it's not someone to be worshipped, revered, thanked, and praised. It's someone to be prayed to so we can get our needs met. Now, don't hear me saying God doesn't meet our needs. But he is not just a need meter. He is a life creator. And he creates it by the very word of his mouth and the breath of his spirit. Surely I will cause breath to enter into you and you shall live. I will put sinews on you and bring flesh upon you, cover you with skin and put breath in you and you shall live. Then you shall know that I am the Lord. By the way, this is exactly how he brought the nation of Israel back into existence in stages. Did he not? There was always a presence of Jewish people in the land of Israel. Always a presence. But he kept bringing more people back in stages from North Africa, from Eastern Europe, from Western Europe, and in more recent history, from South America and France and the United States. Very often as I'm speaking around the country, people will ask me, when do you think Messiah is going to come? To which I say, Lord God, you know. (laughs) But I have this thought. When anti-Semitism and Jewish persecution reaches such a height in this country that the Jews of this country start making Aliyah to Israel, the time is close. And it's starting to happen. Look at what's going on in Ohio. Looking what's going on in Detroit. Looking what's, look what's going on in some of the cities in California. So, Elijah says, okay, Verse 7, I prophesied as I was commanded. By the way, that's a good thing to do, what the Lord tells you to do. I prophesied as I was commanded. And as I prophesied, there was a noise and suddenly a rattling, and the bones came together bone to bone. The Hebrew word here for rattling is the same kind of rattling that you hear during war. This was not an easy process. There were hard times around this loud noise and this rattling that caused the bones to come together. And the bones came together bone to bone. And as I looked, the sinews came on them and the flesh came upon them and the skin covered them over, but there was no breath in them. The bones were standing, the body was standing, but it was still without Life. Verse 9. 
Then he said to me, Ezekiel, prophesy to the breath. Now just stop and think about that for a minute. Prophesy to the breath. Now he's had Ezekiel prophesy to mountains, streams, hills, valleys, rivers. He's had Ezekiel prophesy to countries surrounding Israel. He's had Ezekiel prophesy to bones. But the breath, the breath is the very life of God that is to come into these bones to give them life. The breath is the very ruach, hakodesh, the Holy Spirit. To have a man prophesy to the Spirit? But you must understand what prophecy really is. It's the proper declaration of God's word in accordance with God's will. And Ezekiel is just being obedient in prophesying to the Spirit, in prophesying to the breath. Prophesy to the breath, prophesy, son of man, and say to the breath, thus says the Lord God. Come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe on these slain that they may live. The four winds, the four corners of the earth. I believe this is the final ingathering of Israel from all the nations of the world. Finally coming to their own homeland. Finally coming to the land that God promised to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob. Coming to the land where he promises his son will reign from his temple and his sanctuary on the holy mountain in Jerusalem. He says, prophesy to the breath. And I believe that's going on today as Jewish people from all over the world and, dear ones, believing Jews from all over the world are making Aliyah, are coming to Israel, and the breath of God is being slowly, slowly breathed into the nation of Israel. By last count, there are some 30,000 Jewish believers living in the land of Israel. 25 years ago, that number was less than 2,000. The breath is being breathed into the land of Israel and the nation is coming alive. These Jewish believers serve in the army. These Jewish believers serve in the court system. They will be soon serving in politics. I know that seems like it can never happen. Believe me, it will happen within the next five or ten years. They serve in technology. They serve in medicine. They serve in all of the vital institutions of Israel. And so not only is this breath giving Israel's spiritual birth, it's also giving them industrial, economic, and military birth as they stand for the first time, as they stand for the first time without the 100% need of other countries to help them survive. As a matter of fact, the United States is now going to Israel for military secrets. It's not the other way around. They're coming to Israel for military and investigation techniques. It's not the other way around. And when Israel says to Iran, don't you dare, I don't care what Iran says, they will not dare. They will not dare because they know what the consequences are. They know what the consequences are. He said, prophesy to the bones, prophesy, son of man, say to the breath, thus says the Lord God, come from the four winds and breathe, and breathe on these slain that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and breath came into them, and they lived and stood upon their feet, an exceedingly great army. 
And that is what Israel is today. An exceedingly great army, though tiny among the nations. Verse 11. Then he said to me, Son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. Left for dead. Very many. Very dry. Whose hope was gone. Does this not describe the situation of the Jewish people in Nazi Germany? I think it does. I am not saying that this chapter in Ezekiel was a foreshadow of the Holocaust. That's not what I'm saying, but the similarities are remarkable. Our bones are dry, our hope is lost, and we ourselves are cut off. Therefore, prophesy and say to them, say to dead, dry bones, Behold, O my people, I will open your graves and cause you to come up from your graves and bring you into the land of Israel. Then you shall know that I am the Lord when I have opened your graves, O my people, and brought you up from your graves. I will put my spirit in you and you shall live and I will place you in your own land. Then you shall know that I, the Lord, have spoken it and performed it. He opened up the graves of a dead nation. He can open up the grave of a dead heart. He clothed a dead nation with everything they needed to be safe and secure from the outside world. He can clothe you with everything you need to be safe and secure from an outside world. But most importantly, he promises to breathe his breath of life into this nation so that they will have life, eternal life, spiritual life, godly life, And he has the same promise for us. There is no dead heart dead enough that God cannot penetrate. There is no dry bone dry enough that God cannot resuscitate. There is no word of the Lord that comes back void, no promise that he's made that is not or will not be kept. And just as Ezekiel 37 says, This section about the valley of the dry bones is a story of Israel. It's also a story of mankind. Now, I don't know your situation today. To be honest with you, I probably don't want to know all of your situation today. I got enough situation in my own life to handle. But I bet you there are some dry bones in this house. I know there are. I bet you there's some very dry bones in this house. I know that too. I'll bet there are some bones in this house that are covered by sinew, sinew covered by flesh, flesh standing up upright, but there's no life in you. I know there is. And God is waiting to fulfill his promise in your life. 
to breathe his spirit into your soul so that you can truly become a nefesh chaya, a living soul. Adam lost that in the garden when he disobeyed God. You can regain it simply by obeying his word and putting your trust in his son. That's the story of Israel and that's the story of mankind. And so I just want to pray this morning. I want to pray for, as we say in our Trace Deus community, the one here who thinks they need you the least, Lord, and the one here who thinks they need you the most, and all the rest of us in between. I pray, Lord, that everyone in this sanctuary this morning will understand that your word and your spirit can penetrate any dry place. Your word and your spirit can penetrate any hard heart. Your word and your spirit will cause life if we choose to believe. And so, Lord, I pray for those who need to, to have the faith to believe, the faith to believe in God's promise to mankind, the faith to believe in his Messiah's, his son's faithfulness to do the will of the Father, the faithfulness to believe that the good news, the gospel, is not fiction, but fact. The faith to believe, as we've been reading through Leviticus, that it's only by blood sacrifice that sin can be covered, and to understand that it's only by the final sacrifice of the perfect Lamb of God that all sin can be covered so that the breath of life can breathe new life. I pray for anyone here this morning who needs to claim that new life. Let this, Lord, be the day that their bones stood tall and were filled by your Spirit. And I pray this in the name of our Messiah, Savior, Redeemer, Life, Comforter, Shelter, Shepherd, and everything that we need whenever we need it in whatever shape or form we need it to be in. It's in his name that I pray. Amen. Amen. Would you stand with me for the benediction, please? It's the custom here at Son of David that no one stands alone. Please find someone to stand with, hand to hand, shoulder to shoulder. Make sure that shoulder is your spouse and not somebody else's spouse. (laughs) May the Lord, may the Lord bless and keep you. May his grace and his face shine upon you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace, and give you peace. Yivarechach Adonai v'yishmerecha Yair Adonai panavelecha v'chunecha Yisa Adonai panavelecha v'yaseim lecha shalom same lecha shalom. This is the way you shall be blessed. From day to day, he'll be your rest. This is the way you shall be blessed. From day to day, 
He is your rest. May the Lord, may the Lord bless and keep you. May his grace and his face shine upon you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace and give you peace and give you peace and give you peace if you remain standing as we say the kiddush and the motzi reminder our onig shabbat is downstairs there are sign-up sheets you need to sign up for in the fellowship hall and remember the sharing yeshua class after onig Baruch Adonai Eloheinu Melech HaOlam Borei Pariha Gafen Amen Blessed are you, O Lord our God, King of the universe, who creates the fruit of the vine. Baruch Adonai Eloheinu Melech HaOlam Hamotzi Lechem Min Haaretz Amen Blessed are you, O Lord, our God, King of the universe, who brings forth bread from the earth. B'shem Yeshua Meshichenu, in the name of our Messiah. Amen. Shabbat Shalom.